gives you two choices when it throws everything at you. You can let it swallow you whole or you take those lemons. And as the old saying goes, you turn it into sweet, delicious lemonade. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Welcome to Lemonade. I'm your host, Elizabeth O'Neill, and I'll be sharing the incredible stories from inspiring people who've turned the hardest times in their life, their lemons into lemonade. Because let's be real, we all want to know how they did it, the lessons they learnt, and what life is like sipping limoncello on the other side. Let's get juicing. Hey guys, welcome to the Midweek Squeeze, which is a brand new thing I'm doing where I drop into your earphones once a week on a Thursday for a very quick chat to discuss a whole range of things really that I find interesting and I think that you might too, from self-care to goal setting and also chatting about different tools that have been really helpful to me on my healing journey and also just breaking down the lessons that I've learned in my life that you could apply to yours. So for, for my very first mini episode, I thought it'd be really timely to discuss the pressure we all feel at the turn of this new year, well, every new year really, to suddenly be in this entirely new person. And also studies are showing that it's at this point of January is when a lot of people give up on their well-intentioned New Year's resolutions. It's something like eight out of 10 of us will have abandoned them completely by February, which I just find insane. So, and I also think it's really apt because it's the turn of a new decade as well. So the message is even more potent that because it's a new decade, we all of a sudden have to, you know, that, that message is almost even turbocharged that we have to be on top of who we are and where we're going and what we want, which is just even more overwhelming. And the expectation to set up the next 10 years, which I don't know about you, entirely freaks me out. When I think back to when I was 19, there is just no way I could have meticulously planned for who I was going to be then. So I think it's really important to take a really big deep breath right now and ease up on these expectations on ourselves. Because what happens is we go into these new years all gung-ho with all these unrealistic expectations we set ourselves like you know we're going to drop all this weight or we're going to ramp up the exercise or you know we're going to cut out sugar entirely and even on my birthday I'm not going to eat chocolate cake or no I'm not going to have any of that cheese platter because I committed on on January 1 to stop eating things that I find enjoyable or perhaps you know you want to read one book a week or learn a new language and what happens is life just carries on how it always does and of course by now most of us have forgotten we even set them and or we're reflecting on how we forgot our steps and we then go into the rest of the year feeling like a failure that couldn't even commit to a plan we'd set ourselves only a few weeks ago and we just think well why bother and we lose a sense of trust in ourselves as well so if this feels like you or perhaps you're just feeling this pressure to be this entirely new person we're going to break it down together and perhaps I'll even inspire you to set some really realistic goals so I think the really important first thing to do is to work out the why behind it all why do you want to lose that weight or start that blog or cut down on sugar or alcohol or ramp up exercise or become more financially responsible is it coming from a place of wanting to change who you are 
because you intrinsically feel like you're not enough? Or do you fear rejection or are you fearing failure? If it's yes to any of those things or, you know, there could be anything that you could apply there, then that needs to be your resolution. Why don't you feel enough how you are? And you need to nut out the reasons why behind the changes first. Where have these feelings of unworthiness come from? Is it from your childhood? Is it a result of social conditioning? Because I can tell you from my experience, I don't achieve lasting change until I address those really core deep issues about why I didn't feel good enough. So that's my first step. We need to understand at a really core level why we operate the way we do. And we can do that through, you could try journaling it or even better, you could even engage the help of a life coach or a therapist. And I do want to preface that and say that no, that does not mean you are crazy. If it means you are finally ready to delve into your conditioning and work on, work on yourself, which is when everything starts to shift. Trust me. And that's when we move closer to the life we want to lead. When I think back to 2019 and when the year started, I, I went into that 2018-19 New Year's going, yes, my life is sorted. I have such a clear idea of who I am and what I want and where I'm going. Um, and I thought I'd worked through all my crap. And lo and behold, surprise, surprise, I had so much more work to do. Um, and that culminated in a pretty massive breakdown come um, March, April. And I had to engage the help of uh, some specialists, some people who knew how to help me um, work through and wade through it all. So it might have been very good and well for me to go into that year being like, this is who I'm going to be and this is what I'm going to achieve, but I wasn't going to achieve any of that until I really worked on what was holding me back um, and was ready to sit in that discomfort as well. So if you wanting to change yourself or these resolutions are coming from a place of wanting to be this entirely new person because you don't like who you are, then self-love and acceptance is your goal. Perhaps it's repeating affirmations every morning or learning to accept yourself no matter what, um, starting to replace any negative thought in your head with a positive one. Like, you know, when you're getting ready in the morning, you might think, and you'll have that horrible evil voice say to you, you look horrible, don't even bother. Maybe you'll flip that around and say, you know what? I'm really loving how my hair is looking today. Flip it around and find one positive. And even at the start, if you feel like you're faking it, I can guarantee that if you keep that root, that practice up, eventually your mindset will shift and you will start looking for the positives and being grateful for the moment as well and grateful for who you are. So also taking care of yourself, listening to what you want, getting in nature, maybe it's spending some more time alone and that could be cutting out toxic people or ending that relationship that is only keeping you small. We have to look at the bigger picture rather than I just want to, I just have this image in my head that I'm going to be X by this date because that's just not going to work. It's doomed to fail. Like if you say I'm going to drop 10 kilos and I'm only going to eat kale, um, because that's going to make me more appealing for the opposite sex and people are going to like me more. Yep, that sounds absolutely ridiculous to say it loud, but that many times I've wanted to change who I am to be who I think people will like 
And that's just not true. It's just a story I told myself because when I really reflect back, I've had the same people in my life at my thinnest and my fattest, at my laziest and my busiest, and in my worst moments in my life and my highest points. And the only thing that changed there was how I I felt about myself during all of those variables. And when I've set those goals to change who I am, they are the resolutions that fail. And I'm sure many of you are nodding along right now because I always find I stick to my plan so much more if it's coming from a place of genuinely wanting wanting to improve myself. Like I want to be a better mom or I want to have more energy or as something as simple as I've got these beautiful clothes and I want to feel good in my clothes. It can be so simple like that. So your motivation should always, always be to just evolve into a better, healthier, stronger, more resilient, courageous version of you. If you're trying to be someone else or your friend or the girls you see, I don't know, in magazines or on Instagram, that is just doomed to fail. Because the thing is, I do want to make it very clear, there is nothing wrong with wanting to improve yourself and strive for more, but it has to be really holistic. So instead, If you want to feel better in your clothes and more confident or up your fitness or read more or switch off from social media, you've really got to set some realistic steps to achieve this. My really dear friend, Lisa Burling, says, if you're going to eat an elephant, and not that I endorse eating elephants, how would you do it? And you do it one mouthful at a time. And I think that's the best mindset we should be adopting when we want to achieve something and to stop us from feeling really overwhelmed. So instead, let's set a goal. Perhaps you could set a goal of improving your overall health because we know physical health is a mirror of what's going on internally. And we seem to forget our mental health, which is central to all of our self-improvement. So if you want to improve your overall health and you want to feel better and you want more energy, why not look at that instead rather than something as superficial as I need to be X kilos by X date. So why don't you instead commit to researching some, perhaps some new recipes to add to your repertoire and then using, you know, your Sunday to go to the market and buy all these fresh, beautiful ingredients and using the afternoon to meal prep for the week, which I know can be really hard for us mums, but um, I do know when I'm more organized um, in my mum life, the ripple effect on every aspect is immeasurable and it just makes me a better mum and a happier person and therefore my son a happier person as well. So it is really important, even if you think you're too busy, but setting those really achievable, realistic goals and that's going to improve your overall health without the weight of expecting to be an entirely new person. And you could also find you know, a form of exercise that makes you feel good. I mean, high intensity exercise is great and there's absolutely a place for it. And for some people, it really, really works. And that could be your friend that you see that gets these amazing results. But for you, the thought of going to a gym or waking up early and going to the gym or slugging it out in this sweaty gym fills you with dread. And if that's you, then don't do it. You don't have to do it because... and. Don't have to do it just because you think that's the right thing to do, firstly. And also, if you're committing to something you hate, you're not going to stick to it. It's as simple as that. Nothing is going to change to make you all of a sudden love something that you know you don't get out of anything out of. Like, for example, I can't stand 
running. I hate running. If I was to commit to running more, I would really struggle to leave the house to go and do it because it just doesn't fill me with any joy and it gives me shin splints and it just doesn't work for my body. So find a form of exercise that makes you feel really happy. And for you, that might be going for a run instead of the beat, instead of going to the gym, or it might be walking the dog, or it might be going to yoga classes or doing Pilates. You have to do what works for you. I mean, I just quit this really high intensity gym that I was starting to find excuses not to go to. And I remember just how much I love to swim. And in particular, I love being in the ocean. So that's what I'm doing now. And when I finish my swims, I'm buzzing. I'm on a high. I'm energetic. I'm excited to get in the water. And that's going to be so much better for me and improving my health and fitness and and also giving me that daily dose of nature and those feel good endorphins. I also bought a um, stand-up paddleboard as well, which I find really fun and enjoyable and it gets me moving and trying something new and nothing I'm saying here is groundbreaking whatsoever. There's nothing special about me for going for a swim or going on a stand-up paddleboard, but what I'm trying to get through to you listening is that when you allow this joy and this fun to enter into your life through doing really simple things like swimming more or going for a run or whatever makes you feel good, that is when you're going to get what you want. When you surrender and enjoy where you are and who you are and what you're doing and you fill your life with things that really give you that that happiness, you know, that happiness that kind of tingles through your body when you feel like everything feels right and in alignment, that's what we're going for. And also, you don't want to deprive yourself because another example I'm going to use is that I absolutely love food, but I don't love how it feels when I eat out or get takeaway all the time. So instead, and I also know when I'm doing that is when I am avoiding feelings and I'm numbing how I'm feeling with food. So I can really recognize that in myself now. And, but that does take time. So really notice if you are starting to, you know, get pizza every single night, is that because you're just wanting that quick fix from that food? Or is it because you really love and you're going going to enjoy that pizza? You need to kind of make that distinction. So, But I don't want you to deprive yourself. So instead, I get the best of both worlds by retraining myself to really love the feeling of eating a really nourishing food. And I research new ways to cook my favorite foods, but in a really healthy way. But I also say, cool, this Sunday, I can't wait to go with my friends to eat some dumplings and I'm going to really, really enjoy every mouthful and I can't wait. It's all about your mindset and establishing that why. So for me, it's overall feeling good and better in myself. One meal of dumplings is not going to be the end of the world. Of course, I'm only using right now health as an example, but you could apply this to perhaps you want to become more financially responsible. Let's break that down. Do you want that because you want to be really rich and buy designer things so people like you more? or because you're actually craving financial security and you want to set up a stable life for yourself. I reckon after listening to me blab for what, the last 10 or so minutes, you're going to know which option I'm going to say has a lot lot more longevity and is going to seriously improve your overall, overall well-being. 
You can also seek external help for everything I'm saying too, because maybe a financial coach or finance coach will really help with that. Or maybe you do want to read more, but you don't even know which books to read. So you could join a book club. There's so many online ones and you could join one of those and that'll keep you motivated. Or maybe you want to speak a language. Well, don't just say, I want to learn French. Go and join French classes and actually commit to weekly classes. Or you could get a personal trainer or commit to yoga classes with a friend. The point I'm trying to make is you don't have to do it alone if you don't want to. The next point I want to bring up is that we want to reassess our goals constantly because if we fall off the wagon, we just don't want to have to wait until January 1 to course correct. My life coach, Moni Barry, taught me about CEO Sundays and I find this really useful to keep me on track and to assess where I'm going. So it helps me reflect on the last week and look at what worked and what didn't, what I need more of and what I need less of. It also helps me as a visual person see the areas I'm killing it in and the areas I could perhaps change some things. So they're, they're literally the categories I do. I put the, the date of the week and then I just put what worked, what didn't, what I need more of and what I le- need less of. And it literally takes five minutes on a Sunday. You can also complete you can also commit, sorry, to doing a complete stock take at the end of the month and set some goals looking forward. So yeah, maybe you conquered, let's say, that 10-kilometer run. Awesome. Now let's look at entering some fun runs or wrapping that to 15Ks or improving your times. Let your goals change and grow with us because that's what they want to do and that's what they're there to do. And also let and know that there will be hiccups and stumbling blocks along the way. And we can use them as lessons. What did we learn? How can we change our approach next time? Or what were we doing more of? You know, you might realize, oh, I didn't go for those runs because I just felt too tired because I'd been eating crappy food. Okay, well, I'm going to commit to cooking more of my food, more of my meals next week. It can be just such simple tips like that. Lastly, my last point, because I want to finish with this, is that it's okay if you have an unhealthy week or you don't commit to your target of three runs a week or you splurge on a shopping spree or perhaps you forget to read your book and mind-numbingly scroll on social media instead or you missed your French class, whatever it is, it's okay. If you want lasting change, you have to accept it's not going to be this linear graph where it only goes up and you only get better. We are only human and beating yourself up also sets us up for a course for failure. So instead, practice acceptance and surrender and loving accepting yourself for who you are and eat those damn dumplings and equally get as excited for the delicious meal you're going to cook yourself and the way you're going to move your body because it makes you think clearer and gives you more energy. It's not one or the other. It's not, oh, I had a crap week, so that's it. Or I had a crappy day, so that's it. It's okay. You literally just repeat to yourself, I'm human and tomorrow's a new day to try again. I do lastly want to say this as well. We are also mirrors for what we want. Energy attracts energy. So if you want a better life or you want to be happier or healthier, be that. That sounds so simplistic, but what I mean is even if it feels like you're faking it at the start, just start living how you want to be. My goal this year 
is to allow more abundance into my life. So I'm living abundantly. I'm living with an abundant mindset. Even when I have $50 in my bank account, I think who knows what the next day will bring and look at all these opportunities that are coming. I can't wait to see what they are going to bring me. It's not getting bogged down in that uh, lack mentality because if you're sitting there thinking everything is crap, your life is crap, guess what happens? More crap is going to be flung at you and it stinks and it sucks. So be the mirror, be what you want to aspire to be. Again, even if it feels like you're faking it at the start. That's what I've got for you for my first midweek squeeze. I hope you got something out of it. You can also always connect with me on Instagram at Elizabeth Neal if you've got any questions or anything you'd like to contribute or if you've got anything that you'd really like me to delve into on these Thursday chats I would love 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 to hear it so please get in touch and yeah I hope this helped and I can't wait to be in your earbuds again earbuds earpods I don't know earphones (laughs) earphones next Monday see you guys Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.